In my second week of walking, I have done some of the largest distances so far and had some more rest days. The journey has had more flat terrain than the first week and lots of walking on roads. IT has been closer to the sea though, and very beautiful. Starting in Portugalete, which is just on the outskirts of Bilbao, I walked along highways and resurfaced walkways along the coastline. There was an option to add an extra 14 kilometers to the journey by going into the mountain. I decided against that, as I was still recovering from the previous week's mountains, and the road had great views. There was pedestrian access on the roads, lines painted on the floor, but I did have to take care, and it is not an option I would have been happy with if it had been a darker day. Whilst walking the route, I left the Basque country behind, and entered Cantabria. I kept looking behind me at the scenery, and thinking, I cannot believe I walked all this way so far. On approach to Castro Erdiels, I went through an old mining area. This offered the very cool experience of being able to walk the old mining track, and go through the tunnels. This cut off loads of extra walking, that Google Maps would have tried to make me do, as it goes through the mountain rather than over or around. Buen Camino app is awesome. On the other side of a five-minute tunnel was Castro Erdiels. It was beautiful. Apparently, this is where the wealthy people that live in Bilbao come at the weekends. I can see why. Cantabria's first official coastal town, Castro Erdiels has a gorgeous harbor area, two beaches, an impressive church, castle, many lookout points, a spectacular cemetery and a natural swimming pool. I wanted to take a dip, but I was too scared of getting in and slipping over or not being able to get out without a travel buddy. Plus it was about 11 and I have no swimming costume. After leaving Castro Erdiels, I walked for about 7 hours to Laredo. The walk had a lot of lovely views of the sea, but was mostly road walking. I met a lovely Belgian man that was also walking along my way, so we trekked most of the way together, and split the jug of sangria at the end. Whilst I was in Laredo, I stayed at the convent of Trinitarian nuns. Whilst it was a very cold stay with no radiators and little hot water, my room was very cute, and I had a lovely view over the town. I also had the room to myself, and was invited to join the mass. The nuns played guitar and sang beautifully during the service. The only thing that was disappointing, was that I didn't get much one-to-one time with the nuns. I wanted to ask them about it all, as I have often wondered if I would like to be a nun, smiley face, perhaps I could do interpretive dancing in the band? Laredo is another gorgeous town, and very big. It takes an hour to walk from one end of the beach, to the other. The old town where the convent is, is picturesque, and I even hiked over it to a viewpoint. I couldn't stop hiking, there is also a harbor here and you can take boat excursions, and I took the water taxi across the bay to Santonia to keep walking. The next day, the walk from Laredo was pretty grueling. After a five-minute boat ride, it was 30 kilometers of hard road. There were many villages to move through, and lots of rolling hills with farms. It was all about me and the animals that day. I saw baby donkeys, goats, horses, cows, chickens, a group of kittens, a very angry little dog, and best of all, a Spanish imperial eagle. It started following me for a bit. It was the second bird of prey that has circled above me on this journey. I'm starting to think that I might be the prey. In the final hour of the day, my good knee started hurting, and I had to hobble to my pension in Gemas. A very pretty but small village. The journey has certainly been taking its toll on my joints, and I am trying to be more clever about my walks and preparation. I have problems with my right leg so have fully strapped up this week. The K-tape is really helpful at keeping me balanced. 
The last 16 kilometers to Santander, I got up early and benefited from some crisp morning views of the village. I then walked to the next village, with my knee still hurting from the day before. I had to make a decision, to stay on the road and shortcut through for a shorter journey, or add 4 kilometers and walk up to the cliffs and along the ocean. I was sick of the asphalt by now and everyone has said the views of the sea are great, so I went for the long path. The path was hilly, but also muddy, which was actually a welcomed relief. I walked past farms and saw beaches and rocky cliff sides. I also met a man who has walked all the way to Rome on pilgrimage. Very impressive. Eventually, the path led to the town and I wandered onto Somo and caught the 20-minute boat ride to Santander. Santander. I stayed in the pilgrim hostel whilst in Santander for only 12 euros per night. My experience of the hostel is a story of its own. I arrived at the hostel which is ran by volunteers, and no one was there. I phoned the number and spoke to a man in broken Spanish about how to get in. He said no one would be there until later, but I could pick up the keys at the bar down the street. I went to the bar and explained to the bartender I was looking for keys, in Spanish. She understood, I must be improving. I then let myself in, chose my own bed and went to sleep. Later the volunteer came, checked me in, and told me two more guests should be coming that night. He was leaving though, and I was now in charge of the hostel. All alone at the hostel. He asked me, in Spanish, to check them in on arrival, take their passport details and give them their keys. I couldn't believe it. And then I was alone again. And there laid an opportunity. I finally had a washing machine and dryer all to myself. First order of business, was to check for cameras, then strip down to naked, and wash everything I have. I sat there in a blanket for two hours, and then I finally had all clean clothes for the first time in a month. Wonderful, romantic face. Later, when I was dressed again, the man called and said the guests weren't coming anymore, and I had the whole hostel of 50 bed spaces, to myself. Crazy. Anyway. Back to the actual city. Santander is the capital of Cantabria, and is a coastal city. It has a port which includes bringing visitors over on ferry from Plymouth, it also has a few beaches, a palace, and lots of hills covered in shops, plazas and restaurants. My rest day in Santander was a rainy one so I decided to stay in the busiest part of the city, close to the hostel. I stocked up more supplies, mainly medical ones, but also some nuts and fruit from the Mercado de Esperanza, Market of Hope. I got quite a lot of nuts and dried fruit for 2 euros. I always love to visit the local markets. It seems there are a few different ones in Santander. Another is the Mercado de Est, East Market, this has a tourist information point and lots of little artisan stalls and bars. Interestingly, below the market is probably one of the best museums that I have ever visited, the Museum of Prehistoric and Archaeology of Cantabria. This underground museum is reasonably small, but packed with archaeological finds from the region. Including human and animal skulls, ancient tools, artwork, and pottery. I know that can all sound a little boring on its own, but this museum absolutely brings it to life. They have structured the rooms to make you feel as if you are in a cave network, created visual, audible, and touch displays. They have lots of information in different languages, and really make you interact with the exhibits, I thought it was brilliant. And only 4 euros, smiley face. My personal favorite was the museum's use of tech to turn actual skulls into real faces. After this, I wandered over to the cathedral. It seemed that I had arrived, and I went through a door but I was in a smaller church.
It turned out that I had wandered into the Iglesia del Santismo Cristo. This church is actually underneath the cathedral itself. It has a warm atmosphere, beautiful arches, and two severed heads. These are relics of Roman soldiers that were martyrs. Before I knew it, the door was shut behind me and I was in the mass. I just sat down and enjoyed it. When it was over, I exited the church, climbed further up and found the official cathedral above where I had been. The cathedral interior is quite simple in comparison, and full of charming, light Gothic architecture. After all that, I returned to my lonely hostel, had a sandwich and took a nice long siesta, before heading out for dinner, and to enjoy some live music. Overall, I think the jury is still out for me on Santander, because I wasn't able to explore the beaches and palace, and I think the city probably has more of a rounded package in summer. I did like the city though, and the museum really was a highlight. I have walked a third of the Camino del Norte now, and my next and last city before Santiago de Compostela is one week away. I hope my body can keep going, 